Our first Bible reading is from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Our second Bible reading is from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 24. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because she is conceived, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Our third Bible reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was the governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judah, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in the manger because there was no guest room available for them. Please stand sing our next carol. Then. 
verses 8 to 20. Please join in with the words on the screen in yellow. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I give you, bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, Lord. This, is a, this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what happened what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned and glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And children, thank you again for helping us this morning to take our very own time-travelling trip back in our imaginations, back 2,000 years to that very first Christmas, to that stable in Bethlehem. And when you got there, did you realise, like the doctor did in our drama, that in a funny way, this baby is very like the TARDIS. If you've seen the TV show Doctor Who, then you'll know, won't you, that when people step inside the TARDIS for the first time, what is it they notice? Someone shouted out, It's bigger on the inside than on the outside. It looks small, but really it's huge. Far bigger than the people going inside it could ever have imagined. And sometimes, well, Christmas presents, sometimes they're the opposite way round, aren't they? Do you, do you ever get that? You, you find them, here it is, looks big. And exciting. This is something that Ben got me earlier. And so, what do you do? Well, you open the lid, don't you? And you look inside and, oh, it's been packed by Amazon. And so inside it's full of packaging. And then, well, you kind of dig around in the bottom and, well, oh, thank you, Ben. It's, it's a bit smaller than I'd hoped for. It's all right, isn't it? A little toy car, but it's a bit disappointing. He could have done a bit better than that, couldn't he? But you know, it's not like that with God's best and first Christmas present, with this baby in the manger. Yes, 2,000 years ago in that stable in Bethlehem, he would have looked tiny. Just a little baby in a little stable in a little town in the middle of nowhere. 
But did you notice our Bible accounts that the children have just read to us, they're telling us over and over that this baby is much bigger and much more important than he looks. In fact, he's vastly bigger than we could possibly have imagined. And one clue is in his name, or rather his names. Because did you notice as Annabelle read to us from Matthew's Gospel that this, this baby actually has two names? Yes, he's called Jesus, we all know that, but he has another name too. And both of those names help us, they're God-given names, to help us realize just how big this baby really is. So let's have a think about those. And I've got some things in my box to help me. Who's going to help me come and see what it is? Come on then, Thomas. And Muriel and Scott, why don't you come and help me as well? Can you lift this out for me? Well done. Brilliant. Fantastic. If you hold that one with Scott and Muriel, you hold that one. But don't unwrap it yet for me. Can someone tell me what this is? What is it? Go on, Hannah. It's a scroll because Jesus' other name was written down hundreds of years before he was even born. Written down by God's messenger, the prophet Isaiah. And really, really it's more of a nickname. I don't know if you have a nickname. They're not always the the kindest, are they? But often they say something about us, something important. And Matthew, he's telling us about this baby's nickname that, that God had given centuries before he was born to help us learn something important about him. So let's Let's unroll the scroll. That's the moment you've been waiting for. And let's find out what it is. There's more to go. And there's more. And there's more. Someone shout it out for me. Someone shout it out so I can hear. Brilliant. Emmanuel. And this nickname, this is what, this is what Matthew said. Let's have the, let's have the verse up on the screen, said all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophets. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. And why? Well, because this nickname tells us something about him. Let's unroll it a bit further. Because Emmanuel means God with us. And if that's true, then he's much bigger than we could ever have imagined, isn't he? We're being told that the God who made the whole universe and holds it in his hands has somehow shrunk himself down, 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 down to become, well, a human being, a tiny, helpless baby. The almighty God has made himself small and vulnerable. And why? So that he can be with us. So that people can know him. Not just special people, ordinary people like those shepherds we were singing about. Ordinary people like you and me. And if that's true, it's huge, isn't it? 
there would be nothing more important in life than to get to know him. But maybe you're thinking to yourself, yeah, but it's just a story, isn't it? It's a, a lovely Christmas story. I mean, I'd love it if Doctor Who were real, if I could get into the TARDIS and travel through time, but I can't. It's just a story. And maybe you think that about the the birth of this baby too. Oh, it's lovely at Christmas, but it's not real life. It's not, it's a made-up story. Well, I think Matthew, who wrote that account, I think he would say to us, well, hold on a second. Just read on. Read on in the gospel accounts of Jesus' life. Read on and find out what Matthew who was really there, saw with his own eyes. That as this baby grew up and became a man, he did things that no man could possibly do. He made the eyes of blind people suddenly able to see again. He made paralyzed people's legs able to jump and run with only a word. He spoke to a raging storm and he calmed it in a second. He walked across the surface of a lake. And as you read on in Matthew's account, you find that Matthew's saying to you, it's not like Doctor Who. It's not a story. I was really there and I saw him really do it. And you realize that it only makes sense if, well, if the God who made our eyes and our legs and made storms and lakes, if that God somehow has done what he said he would and stepped into our world, if he really is God with us. Thank you very much. Let's, take, let's pop that down. Let's give them a clap. Thank you for helping Muriel and Scott. I've got something else in my box. Who wants to come and dig that out for me. Come on, Caesar Augustus, you come out and, and do that. You're coming back as well. Brilliant. Fantastic. Can you, is there anything else in there? You can fish out. Fantastic. Thank you. You just hold that there for a moment. Do you want to hold it on the other side? Great. So, because this, this baby has, has another name too, doesn't it? A name that all of us know, Jesus. But, but why did Mary and Joseph choose to call him that? Was it because they liked the name? Well, no, it was because God told them to. Gave them another message through an angel sent to Joseph in a dream. Let's find out what's inside. Can you help me? Pull that out for me. Brilliant. And hold it just like that. Fantastic. This is what the angel said. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name... Can you read that out for me? Jesus. Brilliant. Thank you. Give her a clap. Let's go sit down. She'll give him the name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. Jesus. Just a little name, but with a massive, massive meaning. Because Jesus means God saves. Means God come to the rescue. We all love a big rescue, don't we? That's why we love watching Doctor Who saving people from the Daleks. But you know, you only need a big rescue if you're in big trouble, don't you? 
And so this baby's name, Jesus, well, it's telling us, it's telling us we have a big problem, every one of us, that we need rescuing from. And it's bigger, it's bigger than we often stop to realize. It's bigger than Daleks. It's bigger than any problem that you might come across this year at, at school or at work, in your family, with your health. Horribly hard as those things might be. It's the biggest problem that we need the biggest rescue from. We need someone to save us from our sin. It's a funny word, isn't it? What does it mean? Well, it's that deep need that all of us have to make ourselves much, much bigger than we really are, to make myself the biggest, most important thing in the whole universe. You picture that little word sin with a giant eye right in the middle of it. Well, then, then you start to get it. I want it now. I want to be first. I want to be big. But everyone else needs to be small. Especially, especially God. Oh, maybe he can pop out for a few minutes at Christmas as long as he, as long as he stays small. As small as a baby in a manger. And as long as he goes back in his box afterwards so that I can get on with living my life with me big and right at the center. And each of us, as we, as we live like that, it ruins things, doesn't it? It ruins our world. It ruins our Christmases again and again. It ruins our relationships with other people and most of all, with the God who made us. Our biggest problem is our need to be big. And we can't fix it. But the message of Christmas is that we have a rescuer. That God himself has done what, what, what we would never dream of doing. Let's, go, let's look at one last thing in our box. Scott and Muriel, come and help me. See if you can see what else is inside that. Get this chair for you. One last big surprise. Why did... Why would God make himself small at Christmas? Well, so that he could grow up. And as a man, he could do something bigger than we could ever imagine. Die on a cross to take the blame for all the ways again and again when I try to make myself big. Die to rescue us from ourselves if we'll let him. And that's what this baby's name, Jesus, is telling us. That God has come to the rescue. Do you see just how big this baby is. Because if you do, let's not try and make him small this Christmas. Let me say a prayer for us. Thank you, Father God, for sending Jesus, God with us. Thank you that you made yourself small so that we could know you and so that you could save us from 
our need to be big. Help us to put you big and in your right place this Christmas. Amen. Amen. I'm going to hand over to Steve.